Hello and welcome to the Wellness Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Taff, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Kira Darcy, also known as the Skin Coach. Myself and Kira sit down for the chats about business, about your skincare, about what to do when you're having a breakout, when you're stressed, about creating a basic, good routine to create healthy skin, and so much more. Kira is a fountain of knowledge, and I think you're going to get lots from this episode. It's such nice, girly chats. So if you enjoy, as always, let me know. Don't forget to subscribe, and let's get into the episode. So Kira, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Thank you for coming on. And I actually want to say to everyone, we are currently, for full disclosure and kind of taking the perfection away from things, we're sitting on the floor of Kira's gorgeous new um, skincare space on South William Street, sharing a microphone because my other mic didn't arrive. So I hope you can hear us okay. Um, but for for everyone listening, will you just tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Kira. Um, I have a skincare business on South William Street. So it's open the last four years. Um, it's going really well now, but it has been an absolute roller coaster, which I think is the same for a lot of people in business. Um, I live in Carpenter's Town, so kind of out by the Phoenix Park, a little bit further out. And I have a daughter who's thirteen. Um, and we have a little dog, Bella. She's nearly three. So yeah, busy. That's yeah, busy. it is. It's all go. Yeah. <laughs> that was one thing so for everyone listening we're going to chat about skincare but I thought it'd be really valuable to chat um a bit about Kira's journey in business and um you started studying skincare a good few years ago and you have a gorgeous daughter and I think there's there's always something to learn from other people's stories and um we were chatting before and just talking about like how sometimes when you look on the outside and you're like, oh, wow, like she has a booming clinic and everything looks perfect and it looks so easy. And you were telling me some just little things about your journey. And I think it's so valuable. So we might chat about that first. Yeah, of course. How did it all start? Like, did you always know that you wanted to get into skincare? Was it always a passion of yours or did you kind of just fall into it while you were doing something else? So I didn't really know what I wanted to do in school um, and I didn't really enjoy it other than the social side. Yeah. Loved that. I mm. uh, loved having the crack, but <laughs> yeah, like I kind of didn't really know. And I think my mom and dad were also kind of like, oh God, like what is she going to do? Yeah. Um, so when I was in fourth year, I went to a local beauty salon to do um, my work experience there. So when I was there for the week, um, they just had me out in the shed folding towels because obviously I couldn't yeah. sit in on treatments or kind of, so after that then I was kind of like oh god I don't know about that either um so when I was finished school I didn't go to college I went and worked in JD Sports um in Blanche which I also absolutely loved (laughs) (laughs) got a great discount on runners we were talking about runners earlier got a great discount on runners and just had the crack um so kind of did that for about a year or so and all my friends were like going to college and I was kind they were kind of like what are you going to do so Long story short, I decided to apply to go to Crumlin College to do beauty therapy there. And when um, I got the place there, I was obviously delighted. I found out then that I was pregnant, so I deferred my place for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the college there had a creche like, um, attached to it. So when Abby was six months, so she was born in February and then I went to study full time uh, for two years there when she was six months. So it was over in Crumlin. So we used to obviously drive over. They were long days. They were like, it was full time. Yeah. Um, and kind of when you're, you know, when you're like doing something, you just do it. Mm-hmm. Abby wasn't a great sleeper um, until she was about two. So 
I really you really just kind of I, I knew from the first few weeks that this is what I wanted to do I loved it um it's gas actually because like there's only myself and one other girl Rachel that are still doing this from the class no way yeah everyone else has got into like other Take things and I made a really good group of friends we're still so close um from doing that course so after that then um I went and like worked in different salons and different spas um absolutely hated doing like nails waxing massage yeah. but when there was any kind of like facials or skin treatments I loved that and when you're working for other salons they will send you on a lot of training so that was obviously great too um when Abby was five I uh, decided to set up in a hotel Mm -hmm. so we moved so I'm from Carpenters Town we moved over to Swords and there's a hotel in Donna Bay called the Waterside I think it's actually has a different name now yeah yeah um so it's kind of a good bit out and they rented a room to me and I set up there the hotel wasn't doing great at the time um and I was there for less than a year and when I was there it definitely wasn't going to plan mm-hmm. um they're just I found it really hard to get clients um there'd be a lot of cancellations the hotel wasn't busy itself um and then the owners um they actually sold it on so when that happened I was like okay I'm just gonna kind of leave this mm-hmm. now I'd given it probably about eight nine months um, but during that time, I found that really stressful because I felt like I was really trying, yeah. but it just wasn't happening. Um, so then I went to work for a salon in Swords and I worked for them for four years. After that, um, or sorry, while I was there, I did a start your own business course at night. Um, and myself and Abby moved home then. Mm-hmm. So when we were at home, I was like, right now is the time. Um, I obviously have so not obviously but I'm very lucky that I have so much help like my mom and dad um, are amazing and I moved home and I knew okay I needed to give it a go so I started over in Sarah Geary's she had a, a place over there in South Lots Road and I rented a room from her and the first six months to a year was oh my god like messy you're trying to get clients in I was driving a, a, like it was a good bit away from my house so I was driving you know go a bit over and you could get over there and you'd have one client yeah. and then you'd be driving back or you could have someone in the morning and then no one until the evening um so definitely took a good year to get the business kind of up and running mm. um Sarah needed the room back so I ended up then moving uh, so this is all within the first year so I ended up moving then to Paula Callan's place she had Callan and Co which was in Ballsbridge and I was there for less than two months and then unfortunately her salon closed down so at that stage I was thinking okay a good few years ago I've tried this before and it hasn't worked I'm now at a stage where like I've nowhere to rent Mm -hmm do I just give it up now this was the first year do I just give it up now and be like okay you've tried twice or do I give it like one more little push so my mom and dad being honest were like so I was in bed having a cry you know yourself you're just like oh here like why (laughs) and um I was just like oh here like maybe this isn't worth it and my mom and dad were like look just you know like do whatever you think you know there was never any pressure there I'm very lucky with that too so I was kind of like right one one more go I'm gonna just rent somewhere else now and I also at that stage had kind of 
started building up clients I had some that were brides um my mom was telling me to set up in the front room of their house um and I was like no like I need to (laughs) I was like I need to not god there's nothing wrong with that at all but I was like I need to kind of just find my own place now yeah um so found a place then on Pembroke Street and I was renting there um for a few years so when I got in there um it kind of felt like I don't know do you know what I think it can kind of be disheartening if people say like tests from the universe because you're kind of like oh how many tests do I need yeah when is the time for me to give up and and kind of be like is this working or you just keep overcoming them and overcoming them and keep going a hundred percent and it was like when I got in there into Pembroke Street these opportunities just came from Mm -hmm. then so the opportunities didn't come for the first year and I think it's like so important to say that you know the first year did feel like Mm -hmm. a struggle um and then when I started renting in Pembroke Street I said right I'm going to say yes to anything that comes so Tatler got in touch and asked me if I wanted to do some articles um today FM asked me to come on the radio I got asked to speak at some events and every time I got those opportunities, so much of me wanted to put a duvet over my head. Yeah, and run. I'd run for the hills <laughs> yeah. and be like, absolutely not. Um, and I remember the day that like sticks out the most um, was Today FM. So the night before, myself and Abby went around to Tesco and she caught her finger, the poor little thing, in like the car door. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, this that's it now. Right, I, I have an excuse. Yeah, I was like, well, I definitely can't go into today FM tomorrow. So I was on the phone to mom and dad and now her finger thankfully was fine. And um, rang them and I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to cancel it. Like, yeah. you know, it's it obviously not the right time and and my dad was like go in like go in in the morning she's absolutely fine um so I went in and I've never been more nervous in my life Mm. because obviously it's a lot live radio um and you're hoping that you will say something that's helpful or you won't waffle on and you're your own worst critic as well so probably no matter what you said you were going to be like that wasn't good enough I should have said this I should have said that 100% Um, and when I came into town that day I was sitting in a coffee shop around the corner and I'd given myself a good bit of time to just go in and have a coffee Mm. and then I still wanted to run like I was thinking of every excuse send them a text your car's broke down Mm -hmm. like any reason not to do it yeah like what are you doing like you're not you know able for this yet I'll do this in a few years you know never I wasn't feeling ready I don't think you'll ever feel ready so I went into Day FM they couldn't have been nicer the interview went I felt really well and I answered like some listeners questions Mm. and when I drove out that day I felt this like feeling of thank god I did that Mm. and like I think you'll always anything outside your comfort zone you're always going to feel that and I feel like that voice of like run you're you're not able for this can get a little bit less but I feel like it's human nature for it to be there and I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing or a reason to leg it um and I kind of just feel now that Abby is obviously so aware of everything that I do she's going to be 14 in February I had her when I was 20 so she's watching all the time and I can't say to her go to that party you know or do this thing if I'm not doing that myself so from then saying yes to all the things they didn't always go 
right or you know there was times that I thought I could have done better yeah and kind of learning from that and then just thinking no one really cares no. you know people are thinking about what they're buying in their food shop they're not thinking about what you said in the radio 20 minutes ago they can't even remember yeah. you know and I think it's once you're coming from a, a place of like being mm. genuine and hoping to like help people with their skin or you know um I think just giving it a go and now we're on St William Street so this was a dream that like four years ago if you had said it to me I would have just been like ah no. no and during lockdowns especially if you had said that look you're going to be here I would have been like yeah like come on mm. um but yeah it's going really well I have a work friend which has been amazing Tara and yeah. um, so she started with me in July and it's so nice to just have someone to have a coffee with yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying that and I come in every day and honestly when I'm walking up South William Street I'm like this is mental Um, I really want to soak it all up and I definitely feel like I am and I feel like I am more so because of it not working the first time being really rocky in the first year and getting into a flow with it now but also knowing that if it shut down in the morning obviously I don't want that to happen but if it did that's okay too like you're going to be okay yeah and I think when you take that pressure off it you will get into a flow then Mm. and I'm really enjoying it now yeah and I love what you said about the fear thing there is this acronym for fear that I learned so it's either you can face everything and rise or you can they don't curse but I say fuck everything and run so you have like your two options you can either be like okay I feel fear I'm gonna just face it and I know that on the other side of it there's growth or there's something that I need to experience or else you can run and I don't think there's anything wrong with running at all I'm sure I've ran so many times from fear where like you said all those thoughts come in and you're like no I can't do this I'm too scared this is too much it's not not for me I'm not good enough but I love I suppose from your story and why it's so nice to hear from everyone's stories about how they got from where they were to where they are because there's always fear there's always struggles and like we were saying you can see a business or you can see someone on Instagram and you're like Jesus they're doing so well and like I'm here failing and I'm here struggling and like I could excuse me never get to where they are but they've had that yeah everybody has those struggles and those fears and and those obstacles, like you said, if you, you can look at them at tests and it's normal. Yeah. It's part of the journey. Yeah. And I think when you're going through that, you just think, oh, like, is this just me? Or like, you know, you, you can feel quite like a lonely place. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so important to know that very few things go exactly to plan. And having those bumps on the road and, you know, kind of, yeah, like just, I suppose, trying to work through um and maybe not give up or given up like I gave up when Abby was five and I went to work somewhere else and I did that like I said for four years and that was the best thing I did because I wasn't ready at that time yeah and maybe it's like just someone else not being ready yet Mm -hmm. but that's not to say that it will never happen yeah um but I think you'll never feel 100% ready and it's pushing through that and taking little tiny baby steps without looking at the huge big picture um, and just doing little things and taking action because you can listen to all the podcasts, read all the books, mm-hmm. do all the planning. Yeah. Um, but if you're not taking a little bit of action, mm-hmm. 
it's like it's not going to happen yeah that is so true there's so many things that like projects and stuff that I have and like I could write a book I have so much planning and stuff written down but that that fear is keeping me from actually taking the action so that's such a huge part and also like we were talking earlier on and Kira was saying when it came to even opening this space that it wasn't perfect and there was you didn't have everything you needed but it was like no I have to just do this now and it's like imperfect action is better than no action yeah and like things are never going to be perfect because there'll all there'll always be something you could come into your your treatment room and you'd be like no I want this before I open or I want this before I open but that's kind of fear in disguise as well isn't it because yeah. it's like you you're never going to feel ready absolutely ever. and you're kind of creating these obstacles for yourself yeah. because you're expecting things to be perfect and like perfect with your skin perfect in life perfect as a human just doesn't exist no. so yeah when I opened in July Tara's room um had no bed so literally the bed hadn't arrived <laughs> so we're opening a skin clinic and it looks like you're just getting your treatment like we're sitting on the floor, on the floor. <laughs> um and you know like it, it yeah it didn't go to plan um and it, I think I was taking on a lot more here than I knew at the time which was actually good because it had been a yoga studio and when I came in like no chill I was like to the letting agent oh my god I love it and my dad was like you didn't say that like we've no room to haggle price now yeah. um because he's so good at helping me with the business side he's amazing and so is my brother and I think it's also known that like if you have a business you don't have to be good at every single aspect I'm I want to run from any of the business stuff I honestly don't enjoy any of that um but I'm learning bits now and I'm definitely you know I have a business coach so definitely like get help um in that area and I think it's not expect like you're not expected to do it all um but yeah when we came in here then I thought paint and like give it a clean it actually needed like all electrical work um the floors um, <laughs> like there was holes in the wall um, it needed a lot more than I expected yeah. and I think that sometimes it's better not to know those things too um but yeah I like it's it's not going to be perfect and I think it's just going and yeah. starting yeah just do it just take that first step and also like like you said as well don't look too far ahead because sometimes if you try and look too far ahead it makes it even more scary and you're like oh no I can't do it so like just look up a little bit. Absolutely. And do the, the next thing that you need to do and then the next thing. And that's whatever, like we, we were talking about, like following your passion as well. And your passion your passion doesn't have to be a business. It doesn't have to be something like that. It's just following what you enjoy. Yeah. Because um, I think, like I was saying to Kira, you can really tell by her that you're so passionate about skin. And it, like that energy really comes off in a business because it's like, okay, I know they really give, shit about how I feel and they care about my skin and they want me to feel better about myself so I think that's such and probably a reason why you're you are where you are as well because you you, you've kind of let your passion lead you yeah I think like everyone that comes in we're so lucky you would go and have a coffee or a cocktail with them and they're so sound and I think that when you come in it just feels I treat all the clients like they're a friend Mm. you know and you never know what's going on for people um and a lot of people can come in and be really stressed with their skin and that can be causing it to break out or triggering a skin condition like rosacea Mm. so when they come in we love to just like give them the information for them not to feel pressured make a few little tweaks to their home care routine Mm. you don't need a 10-step routine you know just having your base products Mm 
taking photos of their skin, tracking everything. Um, and we have an option on our booking system that you can book in a complimentary call. So once you've bought a product through us or uh, had a treatment within six months, you can book in a call, a 10 minute call uh, with myself or Tara and you can chat about your skin. So once you get a treatment done, it's not like, okay, you've had a treatment, you spent 400 euro on products, see you later. Yeah, yeah. You can check in with us um, and it's kind of managing ex- people's expectations too. We're not promising you everything. Mm. You'll come in and I'll be like, I slept in my makeup last Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. Not last Saturday, the one before. Yeah. And or I used a makeup wipe to take it off. I didn't have anything else. I literally, yeah. the weekend before last, woke up um, in Abby's bed with my makeup on and I was just like, oh my God. So it's not like you come in and we're like, you know, holier than thou. Yeah, Yeah. no, not at all. So you come in and I think you just feel, I would like people to feel comfortable. Um, And yeah, and like just that people would leave feeling happy. Mm. I think there's so much out there, especially on social media with ingredients, products, you know, make, I think people can make it so complicated and Mm. it's not at all. Yeah, and I'd actually love to chat a bit about skin because one of the things I think everyone listening experiences a lot is stress and stress has an impact on our skin. So do you see many clients coming in who are under a lot of stress, who are struggling with their skin and what advice do you give them? Or is there anything we can do if we're going through a really stressful period and our skin's reacting and kind of showing up that whatever's going on for us? Is there anything we can do? Yeah, so during a skin consultation, we actually changed um, changed it recently and we added a scale mm. of like, the question is like, on a scale of one to 10, how stressed are you? 10 being extremely stressed, one not stressed at all. It's so rare that we would have someone answer a six and under. Mm. Um, a lot of the time, it can be like an eight or a nine. And when I see that, and especially if it acne or rosacea um, is a concern, like it just mm. makes so much sense. Yeah. And I would say to people like, when you're stressed, it will trigger underlying skin conditions. So it'll increase oil production, increase inflammation, and it slows down the healing time in your skin. Mm. Um, Cause obviously your body is in fight or flight. So making sure a spot is cleared up is the last thing on their list nearly. Mm. Um, so I think it's definitely taking that into account. And when I do a skin consultation with someone and I explain that to them, a lot of the time they're like, oh, Grant, Mm. you know, it's just kind of knowing why the breakouts could be happening. Um, Definitely looking at your home care routine. I think what can happen is people go crazy with acids when they have a spot and they can easily over exfoliate um, the skin and then that can cause damage to the skin barrier and then pollution, dirt, everything will just get under the skin and create more breakouts. Mm. Um, So definitely just kind of looking at, like I said earlier, like a base routine and then having something at home with like salicylic acid but a low percentage and mm-hmm. um, lactic acid will exfoliate and hydrate your skin so when you have a spot and um, there's oil bacteria and dead skin trapped in the pore mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that we're exfoliating that area but just not overdoing it and mm-hmm. um, treatment wise we would do peels and you would kind of work up um in how strong they are so the first one would be quite gentle and that will just um help to get rid of some of the congestion mm-hmm. and then you could come back a few weeks later and we would do a stronger one if needed yeah. but 
I always say to everyone like spend your money on your home care routine like there's absolutely no point coming in and doing one peel every few months and then not having the products at home and um, so I'd rather people did less treatments in here and had a good home care routine um, and kind of know what products to use be really consistent and not like chop and change with them and so what if we want to create a good base routine what should we spend our money on and what should we save on so I think your base routine, so when I'm like chatting to someone during a consultation, the number one thing is going to be an SPF. And I know that it's kind of like, oh, for God's sake, like I'm boring. Yeah. It feels real. Like, it does feel so boring, but it's so boring. <laughs> yeah, you're honestly wasting your money on products if you don't have a decent SPF. Um, being honest, once you find one that you enjoy using, that's completely fine with me ideally it would be like a factor 40 or a 50 Um, I say to people that don't enjoy using an SPF which is fair like go for oil free uh, products because I think that some of the SPFs can be quite greasy don't absorb in well and then if you're putting makeup on on top it just doesn't yeah. sit right Um, so definitely just try some SPFs until you find one that you like ones that I would kind of lean towards would be Heliocare they do a gel oil free um, and I love the Illumia Clear Shield yes that's the one I got I love it it just disappears yeah. and it's your moisturiser as well so you don't need a separate product Um, so you um can use that obviously every morning and um, applying enough SPF too which also is a bit boring but like a 20 cent size or an index and a middle finger size all over your face and onto your neck um so definitely find an SPF like I would forget about the sun because every, when everyone comes in they're like yeah I wear it in the summer forget about the sun and think of an SPF during the winter time as literally putting a coat on for your face yeah <laughs> so like you're just protecting it against like pollution dirt um obviously uva rays are present all year round but you're just protecting it against the wind everything um so spf is number one second one is cleansing which also is a bit boring too but um something that i think is important to get right you don't have to spend a lot of money on cleanser at all um if you have a skin condition like acne or rosacea i would invest more into your cleanser because every little thing is going to help but if your skin is maybe combination or you get the odd little bit of congestion or it's dry you can pick up a cleanser easy enough from boots or wherever and um, once your skin doesn't feel tight after you cleanse that's absolutely fine okay it shouldn't feel tight no okay if it feels tight after it means too much oil has been stripped from your skin okay. so any serums you put on after that are basically trying to undo what the cleanser has done so you're not getting the full benefit from the product so we want to just make sure that when you're cleansing it's not dehydrating your skin at all so i would stay away from wipes missler water i know that's really quick um, an alternative to that to take your makeup off would be like a pre-cleanse balm or an oil and um, so I love the Clinique take the day off balm. yeah I got that instead of the micellar water because I was <laughs> I think I saw on your Instagram about micellar and um, I saw loads of people recommend the, the Clinique one and it takes your eye makeup off as well so quick so good because with the micellar water like people I think just loved how quick it is yeah. but then I have people coming in that are using a product like that and then spending f- a fortune on their serums and I'm like you're not going to see the full benefit so definitely the balm just dissolves your makeup so quickly you only need to use a balm or an oil I also love the Elmas balm yeah. and the Emma Hardy balm they're both fab uh, a good bit more expensive I think the Clinique is the best value or like Medicaid have an oil which is really nice too um or Dermalogica have their pre-cleanse which is lovely as 
lovely as well mm-hmm. um but definitely using something like that just to take your makeup off and you only need that when you're wearing makeup yeah. so you can double cleanse with say your face wash or a cream cleanser on the days you're not wearing makeup um so definitely a spf cleanser a hydrating serum so something with niacinamide, which will work on repairing your skin barrier um, and hyaluronic, hyaluronic acid would be great. So hyaluronic acid is present in the skin as we age, it's uh, depleted. So we want to put that back into the skin. It can hold a thousand times its weight in water. So that's what will give you a glow. Um, it can be hard, like some hyaluronic acids are 750. Some hyaluronic acids are... 70 euro plus yeah um what you're usually paying for is like what it's mixed with um and the molecular weight of the hyaluronic acid how it can be absorbed into your skin um so that's kind of the difference with the price point i think with products um so that and then the final thing so the spf cleanser hydrating serum and then you need something to exfoliate your skin so as we age our cell renewal is slowing down um so i would always go for a liquid exfoliator so ideally a product that's like a lactic acid which will exfoliate and hydrate your skin um and you would just apply that with a cotton pad usually and it stays on the amount of time that you will use that will depend on how your skin is um so i would be prone to like breakouts especially in the run-up to my period so i would use that more frequently during that time and then i'd pull back when my skin isn't as oily um so go with how your skin is so for most people they'd be using it two or three times a week if your skin is oilier you might be able to use it every day so your morning routine would be cleanse serum spf your evening routine would be a balm or a pre-cleanse oil um a cleanser then so like a face wash or a cream cleanser a liquid exfoliator and then a serum and a moisturizer and I don't think you have to spend much on a moisturizer either I would always spend my money on my serums okay because there's so many products and so many things that you see and you're like okay do I need this or should I am I not doing enough for my skin and it can be really expensive yeah you can end up spending an absolute fortune so it's good to know um what products to use like even with SPF like I use SPF but I always I think we can forget as well because we're not visibly seeing like damage that might be done to our skin with UV rays in the sun and everything and I only realized like my dad um over the last few months has been in and out getting um marks and kind of moles and stuff checked and he had to get a, a load of them removed and he would never sit in the sun he's never intentionally tried to get a tan he wears hats he wears t-shirts when he's at a pool like he would he wouldn't be a sun worshiper at all yeah and he had to get a lot of cancerous moles removed and it kind of just highlighted to me I was like she I really need to go up on and make sure that I'm actually covering my skin and just protecting it with an SPF Um, and I really like that when you said the Illumier one probably my favorite so far Um, I'd be really oily so some of them kind of would break me out a little bit yeah same um but it's really good to know and then should we like if I'm using my skincare routine should I visibly notice a difference or like is there a time you would say to people look if you don't see an improvement or if you don't notice a difference it might be time to change it up or try a new product or it might it's just not for your skin yeah definitely so I think like having your base routine sorted doing that for a couple of months making sure that like there's no irritation or anything and kind of like getting into a routine with that is going to be the first step second step then is going to look at adding in active ingredients so as we age our cell renewal like I said earlier is slowing down so we need products um that contain vitamin a 
So that's going to be your retinol. Um, so that's going to speed up our cell renewal. Really good for like visible pores, pigmentation, um, fine lines, strengthening our skin. It's basically the most active product that's going to get our skin to do a bit of work um, and something you can obviously use at home. Um, when you go to a skin clinic, they'll be able to recommend different um, percentages of a retinol when you go to a doctor they will recommend like a tretinone um, so something stronger and when you walk into like a chemist um, or Brennan Thomas Arnott's wherever um, they you can go in and just buy a retinol palmitate so that'll be the weakest form of vitamin A so I would say for your retinol and um, your vitamin A I would go to a skin clinic and get a recommendation and it's definitely about putting it into your routine quite slowly um so that's a really important product to have a vitamin c is also an amazing um product to have in your routine because it's going to help to uh help with collagen production to strengthen capillaries uh for pigmentation to brighten your skin mm-hmm. when you walk into chemists a lot of the time it can be a really low percentage of l-asorbic acid and then that won't be enough to really see a change yeah so same thing i would go to a skin clinic for your retinol and your vitamin c um those two are the most important and then obviously a decent spf i was going to say something else about vitamin c sorry <laughs> is vitamin c so i got a vitamin c i think it was the image one you know the it's like a, a mask you put on, but you can leave it on. Yeah. But then I was told that for oily skin, it's not, it wouldn't be like go to, like I'd be better off using other products. Yeah. Is, is that true? That is true. And I have to watch vitamin C like a hawk. So say if I'm going to get a spot, um, I haven't at the minute, it'll be on my chin. Yeah. So I would just keep vitamin C off that area and I would just apply it to my okay. cheeks, forehead and my neck. Okay. So if you're quite oily in your T-zone and if you're going to get a spot, it's like, on your forehead or chin I would just leave vitamin c off that area um gonna make the breakout worse I feel like it can just yeah kind of just nearly like the breakouts hang around a bit longer um or it can lead to some blackheads for some people yeah so vitamin c is definitely a good one but one to kind of keep an eye on and you would only use that during the day so your morning routine then after you have your base would be to cleanse your vitamin c hydrate and serum spf if you're doing that in the morning, like that is ideal. Great skincare yeah. routine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, cause I did, I didn't know half the stuff you're saying, like about why I'm using products and like the difference that they make and what to spend my money on. So it's so nice to have a bit of clarity. Um, and another thing we were talking about as well is this whole thing on social media and in the media in general for women's anti-aging. And you were saying how, frustrating it is to actually constantly just see talk of like well women shouldn't age so use this product and it'll stop you maybe getting fine lines or like your skin looking any different is there products like so I know vitamin a we're recommended to use that because it can kind of you you were talking about the texture of our skin and kind of keep it looking healthy and glowing Uh, but you were saying you did an article for Iris Tatler and it was about the the anti-aging yeah narrative that's there and I'm not like I I understand the whole like we want to look fresh and like healthy and have good skin and everything but like getting lines and aging there's absolutely nothing wrong with it it's the natural progression of our life yeah I feel like that is everywhere all the time and it's targeted at women 
and anti-aging I just feel like the word anti like has a lot of power or something um so when I see like skincare kits that are made up for like anti-aging or treatments you know people talking about it I kind of just feel like give us a break you know like we're so lucky to get to spend more time with the people we love and experience more things and age and I feel like for women it's really something that they can feel scared of Mm. and I can't speak for men but I just feel like a lot of the brands thrive on that and it's obviously a huge industry um and I feel like we really just need to back out of that now and I think that that will happen over time we're just not there yet so probably a year and a half maybe two years ago I did an article for Tatler about how I'm not a fan of that term yeah and I think that we can use better words and take the kind of fear out of it for people and of course you want to look your best that is fair and you want to look after yourself and you want to do things but I think it's looking like yourself as you age and yeah you know like yeah yeah, and just looking after yourself overall you know with all the work that you do and like helping people just to mind themselves and it's just looking after your skin um you have 80 percent control over how your skin will age roughly 20 percent is genetic which blows my mind yeah that's mental because you kind of think like it's just your genes but the number one thing is going to be sun exposure and an SPF. So I actually have Abby, since she's like in primary school, putting an SPF on every morning and then she cleanses in the evening. That's all she does. Um, so I think getting into the habit of that SPF for everyone um, is going to be an amazing thing that you can do. And then stress is obviously a huge thing. And then it comes like products and treatments are low, probably down on the list in comparison to the big things, smoking, alcohol, you know, just your lifestyle in general sleep is a huge one um because obviously when you're asleep that's when your skin is going to repair so I think it's I I think we're going to move on from it Mm. um I hope so me too yeah because it's so funny as well for like (laughs) you have the terms like you see a man who's like handsome and he's always like oh he's such a silver fox or aging like a fine wine (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like for women it's like oh my god she has a wrinkle yeah like and and it's funny as well because like women like we wouldn't and I don't some men obviously definitely care about their skin and stuff but like my other half washes his face with shower gel like I I if I asked him to put SPF on his face not a chance yeah. like doesn't care never get spots like if I wash my face with a shower gel oh stop. Jesus Christ my face would be like <laughs> break, yeah breakouts everywhere but it's just like yeah I think the whole anti-aging thing we don't need to be afraid about aging and I say that as someone who who cares like I do care about my skin and I want to stay looking my skin looking well and healthy and glowy and like absolutely nothing against anti-wrinkle injections or anything like that never have never would um but I think you're right I think it's like taking that pressure off too and it doesn't need to be one extreme or the other like it doesn't need you don't need to like not care about your skin at all use wipes and no offense to the wipes but like it doesn't (laughs) need to be one extreme that like you don't do anything or you do everything and like you're you you don't even look like yourself like I would like to be in the middle Mm. you know that I'm looking after my skin of course I'm going to age like 
really lucky to yeah. be aging and I feel like it really is hitting home especially at the moment with Vicky feeling yeah and just how fragile life is and that wrinkles at the end of the day are such a little thing and it's such I suppose a shallow industry to be in and um, I do some work with look good feel better and we do like workshops for people undergoing cancer treatment and it's basically how to look after your skin like during your treatments and we the brands that sponsor the kits are amazing like we have Chanel and um loads of different brands it cosmetics loads of them um, and the, the women get to take the kits home and when they come into those workshops it's just so quiet and can be kind to you know people are thinking what am I doing here mm. and it's just to give people like a bit of confidence and a little treat and they leave and they're like planning on meeting up for coffees with each other we're doing a lot of them obviously virtual but we're back to hospitals now we were mm. um and it's just seeing the power that putting a little bit of effort into yourself whatever that means for you can do for you um and I think that doing those workshops I actually started doing those when I started the business so four years ago um really puts things into perspective for me and also just kind of muting a lot of accounts on Instagram and kind of filtering what I want to see and yeah I think it's just yeah anything that makes you feel bad about yourself absolutely yeah yeah and I love that as well because like I know I always talk about self-care um, especially on the podcast and I always talk about like stuff on the inside but also stuff on the outside like I love nothing more than doing a bit of fake tan or like treating myself well I've only done this once or twice to a random blow dry or something because it does it gives you a bit of a pep in your step and you feel I think it's just giving you yourself that bit of energy and you just feel that shift definitely it's just and sometimes it's so hard if you're like just not in the humor but I think doing those little things really can help if you're not feeling good um and can kind of just feel like I think it can kind of get you back to yourself and that doesn't mean you have to have a full face makeup on like you said go for a blow dry or a massage or a pedicure some tiny little thing bit of mascara yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah and if anyone listening to this wants to get on top of their skincare and find out like what might work for them do you do like consultations where they could chat with you and you recommend products or yes yeah, so we do online um consultations so they are for anyone in Ireland and the UK um which is great because I have like some clients that are down in Kerry and like all over the place so I absolutely love that so they're done through video call and then we're based in St William Street so if anyone wants to come in we can do an in-person skin consultation there um come in with your makeup on whatever you feel comfortable and we give you a form then there's loads of questions on that and we kind of just gauge what what you want to do so some people might have their base routine sorted and they want to kind of move on to other things or people come into me and they're like oh my god don't kill me like I don't have any routine I don't use any products I'm like don't be worrying like it's when you come in it's not going to be a big sales pitch you know it's just really to kind of get going give you the information um so I'm a brand neutral brand neutral skincare stockist which I kind of made up myself but basically I'm not um we stock loads of different brands and one of them is Illumiae, which we mentioned about the SPF. So I'm with them since the start and we do their peels as treatments um, here. And we also do microneedling and meter probiotic facials. 
with the brands there's no brand that I love every single product that they do um, and I think it's so good to have a routine that you like mix and match products and work out where you want to spend your money where you might want to save it and what you think is good for you uh, or what you think is working well for you if after three months you're not seeing a good change in your skin move on or if you don't enjoy using a product if there's anything that you don't like the feel of um, you just aren't enjoying I'd say like move on to something else mm-hmm. so we have Illumiate and then we also have like Skin Better Science, Meter. we've loads of brands on the Get Hardly site so that's basically an online platform um, and you can recommend loads of different products that way so people aren't limited Um, some people come in and they're like they're really happy with the products that they're using and we mightn't stock that brand and I'm like cool if you're happy like keep going yeah yeah so there's that. no pressure yeah that's great and where can we find you on Instagram um so the Instagram is Kira Darcy underscore skin coach yeah. and then we've website as well so that goes through kind of all the treatments that we do um and that's probably the best place brilliant thank you so much oh my god not at all thank you thank you and thank you so much everyone for listening I will put all of the details for Kira in the notes below um, and I'm also so lucky to be now getting a peel done which I'm so excited for I can't wait um but yeah thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week